1 Samuel 15, verses 10 through 35. The word of the Lord came to Samuel. I regret that I have made Saul king, for he has turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments. And Samuel was angry, and he cried to the Lord all night. And Samuel rose early to meet Saul in the morning. And it was told Samuel, Saul, come to Carmel, and behold, he set up a monument for himself and turned and passed on and went down to Gilgal. And Samuel came to Saul, and Saul said to him, Blessed be you to the Lord. I have performed the commandment of the Lord. And Samuel said, What then is this bleeding of the sheep in my ears and the lowing of the oxen that I hear? Saul said, They have brought them from the Amalekites, for the people spared the best of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice to the Lord your God, and the rest we have devoted to destruction. Then Samuel said to Saul, Stop. I will tell you what the Lord said to me this night. And he said to him, Speak. And Samuel said, Though you are little in your own eyes, are you not the head of the tribes of Israel? The Lord anointed you king over Israel, and the Lord sent you on a mission and said, Go, devote to destruction the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord? Why did you pounce on the spoil and do what was evil in the sight of the Lord? And Saul said to Samuel, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. I have gone on the mission on which the Lord sent me. I have brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and I have devoted the Amalekites to destruction. But the people took of the spoil sheep and oxen, the best of the things devoted to destruction, to sacrifice to the Lord your God in Gilgal. And Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to listen than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of divination, and presumption is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king. Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and your words, because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. Now, therefore, please pardon my sin and return with me that I may bow before the Lord. And Samuel said to Saul, I will not return with you, for you have rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord has rejected you from being king over Israel. As Samuel turned to go away, Saul seized the skirt of his robe and it tore. And Samuel said to him, The Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you this day and has given it to a neighbor of yours who is better than you. And also, the glory of Israel will not lie or have regret, for he is not a man that he should have regret. Then he said, I have sinned, yet honor me now before the elders of my people and before Israel, and return with me, that I may bow before the Lord your God. So Samuel turned back after Saul, and Saul bowed before the Lord. Then Samuel said, Bring here to me Agag, the king of the Amalekites, and Agag came to him cheerfully. Agag said, Surely the bitterness of death is past. And Samuel said, As your sword has made woman childless, so shall your mother be childless among women. And Samuel hacked Agag to pieces before the Lord in Gilgal. Then Samuel went to Ramah, and Saul went up to his, ha- up to his house in Gibeah of Saul. And Samuel did not see Saul again until the day of his death. But Samuel grieved over Saul, and the Lord regretted that he had made Saul king over Israel. 
And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Well, here with Kate and Will, this is a, this is this is a kind of a crazy passage. Yeah. Juicy, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, it we read these parts of the Old Testament, and it, it does feel uh, centuries removed, and it is in fact centuries removed from where <laughs> we are. I mean, it's just it, it just seems kind of crazy. I, I do I do like to remind people that. Um, reading these type passages, we are in the old covenant and in the new covenant, I would say the defining uh, aspect of the new covenant is the sending of the spirit of God. Hmm. And so at this point in the biblical narrative, you have the spirit of God that is basically centrally located in the temple um, and even more specifically in the Holy of Holies. Mm -hmm. And when, you know, Jesus breathes his last on the cross. It says that the curtain of the temple was torn in two. And, mm. and essentially like the spirit is leaving the temple and is, and is now covering the earth. And so um, it, it's just always important kind of when we read these type passages to keep in mind the biblical narrative, like this is old covenant. We are new covenant. Uh, God is not asking us to hack to pieces, you know, some enemy uh, <laughs> as Samuel does here. Mm. And, and so, um, but nonetheless, I mean, I think we can glean from this a very important uh, lesson, and we see it with Saul, that he was given very specific instructions yeah. on what to do to the Amalekites, mm -hmm. and he does not completely do it. Hmm. And you, you kind of, I, I mean, I, as, as we were reading, I was thinking about uh, Moses striking yeah. the rock totally. yeah. and it was, you know, he needed to provide for the Israelites in the wilderness. And yet he did it in a way that he was not supposed to. Right. And it had very harsh consequences. Yeah. And Saul is kind of mm -hmm. in a similar situation where he is facing very difficult consequences for not obeying the full word of the Lord. So yeah. I don't know if you guys have some, uh, have some thoughts. Totally. Well, just from a, a wide angle look at the passage, one of the things that's really interesting is there's like a lot of sort of double crossing language and, you know, right. the three instances that really stick out to me. So basically what I mean when I say that for clarity's sake is where Saul or Samuel says one thing and then later goes back and kind of like, you know, flips it on its head. So coming out the gate, Saul is like I I obeyed God. Like mm -hmm. I did the commandment of God. And then later on when pressed by Samuel, he says, "Okay, I didn't obey God. Yeah, I right. feared the people." Yeah. And he you know, and that's fear of man has been one of the themes we've talked about a lot in this book. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like it finally surfaces for what it is. It's yeah. just fear of man. Hmm. And then this passage tells us twice at the beginning and once at the end, once at the beginning, once at the end twice total, that God regrets making Saul king. Right. Hmm. But then Samuel, you know, he, he's talking about in verses 20 and 29, the glory of Israel, and it, he says that he does not regret. Right. Hmm. And so, yeah. like, there's this weird tension within this own passage about, yeah. like, God regrets, but also, like, God doesn't regret and right. can't regret. Yeah. And then Samuel you know, tells Saul twice, I won't go with you mm -hmm. for you to bow before the Lord. Mm. And then he ends up going with him. And so it's a, it's very like dramatic, you know, like I think yeah, yeah. it's there to like, there's so much tension within the passage. And like, this is a huge climactic point of, mm. you know, Saul being removed. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's interesting. Yeah. I also think it's interesting too, because, um, 
Samuel has this responsibility to kind of call out Saul mm. um, for his sin and for not being obedient to the Lord. Um, and that is such a tough job and something that like we even as Christians are like called to, even in like our one another series mm. of like talking about rebuking one another. Mm-hmm. And that's what Samuel does. And Saul, like you said, Will, he continues to say like, no, I, I did obey the, yeah. obey the voice of the Lord. I went on the mission. Hmm. Um, he says, yeah, I have gone on the mission on which the Lord has sent me. Um, but ultimately like the Lord, like knew his heart, like the Lord knew that he was not, mm-hmm. you know, actually obeying him. He obeyed parts of what God commanded of him and, and not the full extent. Um, yeah. and which is why like ultimately like he ends up not being the king. Yeah. And I think it's interesting what Samuel ends up saying to Saul. And to me, I mean, this is the biggest takeaway from this passage mm-hmm. is that he he says to him, he says, but the people took of the spoil, the sheep and the oxen, the best of the things devoted to destruction to sacrifice to the Lord your God in Gilgal. So Saul is basically saying like, we, we kept some of the spoil in order to sacrifice to God. Yeah. And so he's almost trying to justify like, well, okay, we didn't, exactly yeah. obey yeah. but we did it for like a really yeah. good reason it's we like, were gonna sacrifice all these animals yeah. we were still gonna devote to destruction just like a different type of destruction yeah right. like destruction by sacrifice like mm-hmm. isn't that a better way to to do it right and and saul responds he says has the lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Mm, yeah. And, you know, it, it reminds me of uh, Psalm 51, you know, the famous Psalm where David is is lamenting, you know, his his activity with Bathsheba. Yeah. And, and basically he says that, um, you know, bulls and goats like you do not desire. Mm-hmm. What you desire is a broken and contrite heart. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, is it is it better to try to bring sacrifices to the Lord or to obey the Lord? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I, I think that's a very strong lesson for us, even mm-hmm. as believers. Sometimes the sacrifices are more like going through the motions of right. like, well, I'm going to church, like, I'm giving my tithe and offerings. I'm like carrying out these things. And I think I, I think the Lord is saying, if, if you're living in sin, like you're not obeying me, then yeah. it's better to get right with the Lord first yeah. before you just, you know, continue to carry out these things in the in the Christian walk. It's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. You know, I, I think like the this sort of poem in the middle where Samuel is officially announcing, which I also think it's important to note that Samuel is grieving Saul being removed. He's really Hmm. torn up about it, which is, you know, I think the portrait in my mind of the story often like Samuel is just like angry and he like Hmm. hacks this king to pieces (laughs) and just like rides off on his motorcycle. (laughs) (laughs) Kicking the dust up. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Um, But yeah, it's like, you know, he's very torn up, but this poem in the middle, the lines that really are just so potent for rebellion is as the sin of divination and presumption is as iniquity and idolatry. So in other words, you know, and and rebellion here is not sort of like how we think of rebellion. You know, he's talking about rebellion in terms of just like disobeying God's law and choosing your own path. So it's Mm -hmm. not necessarily like, high school party phase rebellion, but it's like, you know, even 
rebellion that seems like pretty reasonable and more reasonable than God's plan. Mm. Mm. Like that is just as sinful before God right. as as witchcraft mm. is right. what this passage is saying. Mm. And that like being presumptuous, like a, like presuming God's will mm. with your own, you know, logic and your own will mm. is as as though you're bowing down to an idol. Like you mm. might as well be bowing bowing down to a bale. Mm. And, and you know, that is just such a such a word for us today of, you know, like I, I can just think of so many times where I try to sort of work around what like I think I know God wants me to do, but I'm like, but like listen to this plan. Yeah. Right, right. Cost me less, but yeah. like you still get your end of the bargain and mm. like we can both be happy. Well, that's what Saul did. Totally. totally. That's what yeah. Saul did yeah. by taking the spoils. Yeah. Like, and, and there's just no bargaining with God. Like it's, yeah. we live lives in submission and obedience to God. And that's yeah. where like freedom is. That's so, right. Yeah, that's right. Well, good. We're going to continue on in uh, First Samuel. So for Kate Clark and Will Carlisle, I'm Barrett Fisher. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.